Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production, with your hosts, Melodious Mark, Bonafide Bob, and Wacky Wade. This week, the Transcendent Triad take on collective consciousness, Sauron-like surveillance, and the preponderance towards positive pattern recognition in potentially unrelated events. Indeed, it is time to discuss synchronicity. Please prepare thy tinfoil head accoutrements and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Distractable. This one is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Is it? Studio? Is it a studio? Live website audience. A live... A live internet audience. audience? A live internet audience. Everybody at home is listening to this on their various podcast sites, but this one in particular is uh, being recorded as we do. Uh, no one needs to know that. Does anyone need to know that? No, it's perfect. It's a beautiful intro. They're probably super interested. No, they're going to feel left out because then, then the people listening at home to the podcast are, are going to be like, oh, I missed out on the stream. Well, it's their fault. If they feel left out, it's because they're not following us on other platforms. Yeah, obviously. True, I guess. Yeah, because there's definitely people that are podcast only. Do you think that there are people that have discovered from our podcast and like are only fans of us from the podcast itself and nothing else? God, I hope, I hope so. so. That would be so cool. There's at least three people that have listened to the podcast that have never listened to us elsewhere. The next time one of us goes to a convention, someone who's doing like a, a, you know, a meet and greet or something, someone comes up and like, I love the podcast. Are these all podcast fans? And you're like, oh, no, I, I stream and... I play video. Yeah. You, what is streaming? Oh, that sounds stupid. I, I like you less now. Just do the podcast. <laughs> We're losing fans because they know that we do stuff other than the podcast. I was at a party uh, for 4th of July. Um, not a big party, but just like I was there for a couple hours. And this guy I was talking to, I only met him that, that night, but he was talking to me, asking me questions about like what my marketing strategy was mm. for like how I've been successful on YouTube. And I just went, oh, I don't know. God, you, you tell me what my strategy, because he started talking about like the three pillars of advertising of like recognition, remembrancing, and some other R word. Remembrancing. Like, and I was just like, he's like, yeah, but do you target audience? And I'm like, I don't target anything. I do a shotgun blast of just my content and whoever falls in the spray becomes a fan. And then like they were talking to me like, yeah, but you got always got to branch out and try to reach new viewers. And I'm like, I don't really try to do that. I just like people somehow just find me. And all I do is I make fun of my audience. Like nine times out of 10, I am mocking my audience. I don't know why they're still here. It's true. I literally try to get rid of my audience. I started doing the GTRP recently and I tell everyone to go play there. And then they literally don't come back. They go and they join and they never come back. I literally send my audience away. I give them a diving board away from my career. And I say, jump! And it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's not the best strategy to go about. Oh, it, but, God, but no. I, I get emails like, hey, Wade, you're really killing your career. I'd stop doing whatever you're doing. I'm like, no, everybody, go, go, leave. Don't come back. Yeah, well, fair. Fair enough. There's no one here. I just mock everyone. But I think also it was kind of a testament of just like, I'm always trying new things when it comes to YouTube. And I, I think that's part of it is just like, keep surprising people, like hit them, blindside everyone where they have no idea what's coming at them. So like, and then they're just, they, they stick around to see where this like train's going to crash. You know what I mean? I'd like oh, to think yeah. that's 90% of my audience. No, it, yeah. that's definitely what people are here for. Ooh, yeah. I'm kind of copying you. I'm doing like a choose your own way to end your career. It's like one of those choose your own. <laughs> Yeah, man. You, wanna, you guys want to all do choose your own career ending ways and we can figure out what the best way is for us to each end? Isn't life just one big choose your own adventure, you know? If you really think about it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's what it's all about, man. I don't think you have to think about that at all. I think that's 
I think that's exactly where that concept derives from. Yeah. It's a literary or uh, audiovisual way of capturing autonomy and free will yeah. and the fallacy therein that is everyday life. You think you have free will? You think you make choices? You don't make any choices. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of leads into uh, the subject of today's mm. episode, which if you are listening right now, we are recording Distractable. Well, if you're listening right now at home, you are listening to Distractable. So you know that we recorded it because you got a notification that a new episode was out and you listened as soon as it came out at 12.01. That's this one, right? This episode? Yeah, uh -huh. this episode. Okay. This episode. Uh -huh. So I want to talk about synchronicities. And so I'm not drunk enough for whatever word you just used. Synchronicities. You don't know about synchronicities. I know exactly what synchronicities are, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that, Mark? So synchronicity is a phenomenon in which people interpret two separate and seemingly unrelated experiences as being meanfully intertwined, even though there is no evidence that let one led to the other or that the two events are linked in any other casual way. Um, maybe it's not synchronicities that I'm exactly talking about, but there's a phenomenon where as soon as you hear about something or when you talk about something, that thing appears more than it ever has in your life. It's like Grand Theft Auto 3 syndrome, where if you steal a certain car and you drive that car, suddenly you see that car mm. all across the city, even if it was very rare for you, you mean before. Grand Theft Auto RP? Do you want to play? What are you doing? Right now? Oh my God, you have a problem. No, I don't. Hush. You do. Hush. So. I would like to know what you guys' thoughts, experiences, research, stories in relation to synchronicities, to knowing about things that when you talk about them in casual conversation, when you bring it up with a friend, like they tell you something new and how you suddenly see that thing everywhere in the world around you. Kind of like, maybe this whole thing's a big simulation, you know what I mean? And just uh, kind of exploring the topic of, it, it's like coincidences, right? But but even a step further than that. It's not just like, oh, I was just hearing about this. It's like, I've had things where I was looking stuff up and I discover a new piece of information and suddenly it's posted on Reddit in like one of the top suburbs. I'm like, oh my God, it's that thing that I was thinking. You know what I mean? I have a really recent example of this exact thing, actually. Yeah, I would love to know. Bob, do you have anything in mind about this? Or you got any research? I'm thinking. I'm, yeah. I'll have something really good, I'm sure. All right. Well, Wade was uh, first to the gun, so I'm going to award him one point for... Uh, let me get my notepad up. Let's see. Wade, I'm actually going to be official about this, and I'm going to judge out the points. So, Wade, you get the first point. What is your experience with this? All right. It's called, uh, well, I, got, I even got a title ready. Ready for this? It's a, it's a banger. Out of the semi, into the synchronicity. <laughs> what? That's my title. Don't make fun. You don't even have one. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a better position than you are right now. But man, still. I'm going to point to Wade for that one. That was, that was, Thank <laughs> you. really shut Bob down there. That yeah, was great. I, did. I love that. Okay. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. 
M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. All right. So as you all know, uh, a few months ago, Molly and I were driving around in my car and I got hit by a semi. My car got totaled, right? So I've been doing some car shopping. I was looking for a car very similar, probably. And out of nowhere, Molly and I were driving one day and we saw a Lexus parked in a parking lot. And Molly pointed out, she's like, "Ooh, what kind of car is that? It's like, oh, it looks like a Lexus of some kind. I'm not really sure because I don't actually know that much about Lexus. Uh, my aunt drives one and I thought they were kind of like an uncommon car or whatever. I never really noticed them anywhere. And Tyler came into town and Molly, Tyler and I went car looking one day and we stopped by a Lexus dealer because we were just like, well, let's try to figure out what that one type of car was. And I actually found a Lexus I really like, but we looked at multiple different models of them, whatever. But ever since like she pointed out that one Lexus and we went to look at them, everywhere I look, I see Lexus cars. I can't stop seeing them. I swear to you, I thought like three people in all of Ohio owned a Lexus until I went and looked at them. And now everywhere I look, it's just like everything's a Honda or a Lexus. I can't find a Toyota to save my life. I can't find any other car model. Everything's a Honda or a Lexus or a Hyundai because their logo kind of looks like Honda. I'm like, oh, is that a Honda? No, it's a Hyundai. So there's only three cars of cars out there, but there are so many more people driving a Lexus than I know of. And I can't stop seeing them now. No, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm actually kind of glad we're doing this one live because Chad is actually helping out with this. The thing is called the frequency illusion, also known as the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. It's a cognitive bias in which after noticing something for the first time, there's a tendency to notice it more often, leading someone to believe that it has a high frequency, a form of selection bias. And it's just like, was it always there or are you now just aware that it's there? Like, does your brain just filter it out? Like with cars especially, like you just look around at cars and you're just like, oh, Car! I know car! Car is car! But then when you know, like, the specific car, then you have, like, that information to attach to the cars, and it kind of jumps out at you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but did you say Bader? B-A-A-D-E-R-M-E-I-N-H-O-F. That's less interesting. All right. Why? Nothing. What were you thinking of? Masturbation. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, man. Yeah, what exactly did you think the answer to that question was going to be? You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I was hoping for something a Which little more. Which led me to think about Michael Jackson's Just Beat It song, and that kind of went, <laughs> nice. And that's my tale. Anyway, Bob's your turn. <laughs>
<laughs> I think I decide when it's his turn. I'm the judge here. You don't get to decide anything. Oh, no. This is live. Yeah, but they can edit it out afterwards. I'm the judge. You get one point for your Lexus thing, and I'm taking it away for disobeying the rules. H how many points do I get for the masturbation just beat it? Combo. Zero. And t don't test me. I'll take it. I'll take another point away. You know what? Do it. I want you to hurt me. Take it again. All it's right. been a while since it. you've given me a good point whooping. <laughs> All right. I took away a point. Oh, hit me with another one. All right. I took away a point. He keeps deducting. You're at zero. Can I go lower? No, you can't. Can I phone a friend? I wish I was participating. Oh, this is why you never win, Wade. This is why you never win. I like losing. You have a whole All different right, dynamic enough. when we're live, Wait, Can I just say that? Can I just point that out? When we do the recordings not live, you're like very quiet and like pensive and you'll make like the odd joke. Depends. I don't know if you remember my clown car. That one wasn't live. Yeah, mm. fair enough. I have my moments. It depends on when the sweet tea hits. But you like wait your turn. When we're live streaming, you just yell. Oh. You just go for it. All right. All right. Hit me. Can you hit me? Just beat it. Masturbation. Uh, no. That? No. Mark, you're the judge. It's your turn. See, what? This is <laughs> my turn? See, all right. I feel like I know exactly what this phenomenon is. Yeah. But also, I feel like everyone always thinks it about cars. Not to throw shade at ways, because I absolutely have that same experience. So please throw it. I already did. But I'm trying to think of something else in my life that I can really think of where this is a consistent thing. I feel like cars is a strong thing in America because cars are everywhere. Cars are essential. There's no, even if you live in a city, there's cars. But like you were saying, like you had other experiences with this, Mark. I don't know if I do. I have another example right off the top of my head. I have another example too, but wait, go ahead. Remember your red and black jacket or coat thing you wore for forever? That like fuzzy plaid it was like red and black checkers flannel are you talking about his flannel the flannel that's the word yeah my flannel my jacket i was very confused whatever it's called i don't know the weird ugly checkerboard thing i love it hey! wow i love hey! it whoa! you're the judge whoa! i love it it's whoa! beautiful wow whoa! no i'll call it ugly next week but this week it's beautiful because you're the judge <laughs> never saw anyone wear that shit before and then you wore it and all of a sudden i saw it everywhere i don't know if they were copying you or if it just all of a sudden popped out but like going out and about, it was like everyone wears this ugly ass fuzzball shit. I could play uh -huh. checkers on their ass cheeks right now, but I'm not gonna because I'd probably go to jail. But I see it everywhere. Are you trying to lose, man? Are you trying to lose? No, it's like... reverse psychology. You're gonna let me win by the end of this. No, it's not. I'm counting points, man. I'm totally gonna win Look, by the end. Look, you of this. and Bob may not go by the strict point system, but I do a strict point system, and you have nothing. Yeah, but you're, you're gonna forget all of the negative things I said by the end, and you're gonna love me and give me points. I trust you. No, I'm gonna look at the point board. I'm gonna remember all the things that you did, and then I'm gonna get a bunch of synchronicities about you being an asshole to me, and then I'm gonna remember every moment in our life where you were secretly a dick. Nah, you're gonna forget there is a point board. I'm counting on the bonus points. I just need bonus points to win. I don't need actual points. You've got nothing. You actually have nothing. I'll get some. I don't even have to do anything. Wade's just going to hand this to me. Yeah, exactly. No, Bob, I'm going to give you a point. You've been so polite, and you've saved me from having to deal with this nonsense over in Wade's corner. Oh, thanks. Oh, don't point at me. I saw your finger pointing. Just lie. I don't even know where you are. I don't even know where you are. My I don't even know house? where you are. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's another kind of, like, what I think is kind of associated to this is, like, it's more in terms of synchronicities than that Bader-Meinhof effect. This Bader. happened a lot. <laughs> when I was in college. And it still happens to this day where when I'm out on the street and it happens with startling consistency, either when I go to my car or like I park somewhere or I'm walking out from the building, the nearest light pole will go out 
And it's strange. What? No. Literally. Like, I'm dead serious. This happened all the time when I was in my apartment off campus. I don't know if you were ever at that one. But it was just like, it wasn't the same light. But sometimes it was. Every time that I would go out, and it was at different times of day, this one light that I was nearest to would just go out. And I'm like, at first it was kind of like, ah, it's a coincidence. But it happened so much that I felt like either someone was messing with me or there's like some crazy electromagnetic thing going on and like someone's trying to suck the memories out of my brain and it's just like, you know, I, I have no idea. What if our lives are simulations and mm -hmm. we're hooked up to these machines or there's like this team of like things that are like meant to like incorporate all the stuff that we think about to make us like more entrenched in believing our reality so you saw yeah. the one burnout and it was on your mind so now like the simulation's like oh in order to keep him like believing we have to show him more lights going out or like there's a team of like little goblins running around they're just like and screw the light bulb and then they like, jump down and run away but they're right in front of you you just miss them you're just missing them you could see them if you just paid a little bit more attention yeah maybe i could maybe i could but but chat is saying that like this happens to a lot of people like a lot a lot of people goblins uh maybe if that is the correct solution to this i mean so maybe i'm jaded about this is the problem this topic i totally acknowledge that this exists and i certainly mm. feel like i've experienced this before but i feel like this feels to me like it comes from a place of like main character syndrome or something. Yes. I don't know if that's yeah, a thing, but like, no, no, that is a thing. You know, like Truman's show syndrome. Like, uh, and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know if it's people wanting that or subconsciously feeling like that because, you know, you are your own narrator. But like, it just feels like everyone experiences life in a way where it's like everything that's happening relates to me. And you only really remember things that are different, right? If you have a yeah. job and you do the same commute to work and from work every day, you know, th 340 days a year or whatever, a, t a lot. Yeah. That's probably too many. Well, you get 15 days, days off. Damn. I didn't count weekends, but you know, like you do it, you do it hundreds of times a year for years of your yeah. life. You don't remember every single one, but you do definitely remember the half dozen times there was a crazy accident on the highway in front of you yeah. or the 30 or 40 times, like you're saying, Mark, where like a light goes out right as you're driving past it or right as you're approaching it or something like, yeah, it's hard to keep the perspective of, especially as you get older, it's hard to keep mm -hmm. the perspective of how much things actually do occur and what random events really mean or could mean mm. or what they're really related to because like one of my favorite things to think about and trip myself out over is as you get older right time warps your perception of time warps i'm sure there are official terms and things for this but like when you're seven years old something that happened a year ago happened one seventh of your life ago and now i'm 30 years old and something that happened a year ago happened one thirtieth of my life that increment of time is like more than three times smaller now than it was when I was a kid. Also, your cognitive abilities develop, you know, your kids are kind of dumb and you, your brain develops and your understanding of the world develops. But like, I feel like as you grow up, and especially in the age, like, you know, your, your early 20s, around the time you turn 20 and in that part of your life, you start to hit the wall of like, time doesn't feel quite right. Because when you're a kid, a year feels like forever. A school year feels like it goes on for an eternity. And when you're in college, it feels like you burn through college. Or anyway, it did for me, right? If you go to college, you maybe do four years, five years, whatever, you do your whole program. It feels like you just snapped right through it. Like you just started and maybe a year or two went by and now you're graduating. And you graduate college, like I went to grad school. That was the hard three years. Law school was terrible. I really struggled. It was hard. 
to succeed. It was hard on me mentally. It feels yeah. like a blip. It feels like I went to law school for like a week. Mm. And I feel like that relates to how you perceive these like synchronicity sort of mm. things like you, you were talking about. But like your thing about the lights, mm. how many times, like if you had to try and count a number, it mm. feels like it's every time. How many yeah, times yeah, yeah. do you think it's realistically happened? Like 50? Like 25? You're totally right. Maybe 30, 40. Like right. maybe 30, 40 times. So like in the occurrences of your life and the number of times you've walked into a parking lot or whatever, like the, the number of those situations you've been in, it's a relatively small percentage. It does seem like that's a higher than normal occurrence rate for that. Yeah. But to you, because that's like significant or because it happened to you at some point where you were hyper aware of it or whatever, it's like this thing, right? You become fixated on it. It feels increasingly connected to you, like it follows you and it only had, and you know, it's this thing that happens to you. Yeah. I just always, I like to wonder about how our perception of time over the course of life and as we age and have more time relatively that we've experienced, how that affects things like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm giving you a point for the deep discussion because like, I firmly believe that synchronicities aren't anything to be read into. It is just fun coincidences to talk about, but also like the perception of time, it's an interesting approach to it because it's also like we rewrite our memories as we think of it. So I wonder how like on the 10th time this happens, kind of like backtrack, like, oh, it happened again and again and again. And it seems like so many times that it happened um, because when you're age zero to age 10, the entirety of your life is like anywhere in between 10, zero years. So like the totality of your life is all encompassing. Like a year back then feels like forever. Whereas the older you get, one year becomes an, a smaller proportion of your whole life. So mm -hmm. as you backtrack at all, one year becomes less meaningful the older you get because you have so many years. So like perception of time does distort like as things go on and like your experiences start to collate together and kind of get jumbled up. But you know, there are strange phenomena that are unexplainable because, well not, I'm not trying to justify it. I was going to say, doesn't the brain look for patterns and stuff anyway? So on top of yeah. this distortion, the brain looks for patterns. So like, I remember after going through a rough breakup, I was trying to find different ways to distract myself. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to drive to so-and-so place. You turn on the radio and immediately it's a sad, like, breakup song. And you turn that off right away. You go into like a bookstore and the first book you see is like, chicken soup for the broken heart. You're like, okay, well, screw this. <laughs> you go to a blockbuster, which used to exist, and they go to look for a movie. And it's like, how I broke up with my ex, the... <laughs> Richard Gere movie and it's like oh for, for fuck's sake but there's so many other things you could be seeing or hearing or listening to but your brain latches on to those things because it's what's already on your mind and so you like yeah. unintentionally draw your gaze at the one thing that like reminds you whatever's already on your mind mm -hmm. I have the thing where like I'll just like be glad because I like look around a lot I don't know if it's ADHD or something like that but I always just so happen to look like in the far up window where someone is glaring at me. And I don't know if it's like my subconscious, <laughs> or not glaring at me, but like looking at me. Like if I'm walking on the street, I like to look up because I'm afraid of things falling on my head. Sure. Like, it's, I feel like that's a reasonable fear. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking up and around. I don't know if it's just like I have a superpower of subconsciously knowing when someone's looking at me because I, oh, whenever I look up, I find someone that's just like staring down at me and then they go, oh, and then they step back away from the window or they turn away. And I'm like, did I notice that out of the corner of my eye or is this just me always looking around? And it's, I think these moments of when I meet eye contact with someone are special because I'm always looking up and I'm always looking around, but it seems like I meet eyes with people who are looking down, say just people people watching or something more often than not. Do you ever have a power struggle when you make eye contact and you don't know whether you should look away first or wait for them to look away first and you end up staring into each other's eyes way too long and then you're both like, 
this is awkward, but you can tell that like they're waiting for you to look away, but you're still waiting too, and you start to sweat. No. If you're staring at someone long enough to start sweating, I think you've got a problem. Yeah, I don't either. I was just curious if you did. <laughs> sure, no. sure, yeah. <laughs> that sounds normal. It was, just a, it was just a thought. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what this podcast is all about. Just thoughts, man. Just thoughts. Yeah. I guess so. I sort of didn't play along very well with it, with your concept, and I was like, oh, no, this doesn't happen to me. Yeah, yeah. But I something that does happen to me I feel like maybe more than to other people, or at least I think about it more than other people talk about it with me. Mm. How often do you guys get deja vu? Oh, it comes yeah. in bursts. I'll have like a month where I feel like it happens three times, and I swear it feels like I've gone years without it before. Yeah, no, it's not all the time for me, but I, I remember just recently I had deja vu because it was when I was in Canada. I just like had parked on a street. And I looked and I saw these two cars that were parked in front of each other. And it was the strangest feeling that I had been here before. And of course I hadn't. I was in Canada in a place of filming I've never been. But I just, I so distinctly looked at the street and the cars and I'm like, I have seen this before. And I know that is just random noise in the brain being like the pattern recognition part of the brain is like, oh shit. And then like maybe I had some kind of memory or dream that was roughly an approximation of this scene. But like the fact that the recognition is so strong and i think there's also this like feeling of dissonance of looking at what you're th seeing and being like it's just a feeling of memory but there's no actual memory there mm. like that it's very strange mine's always like in the middle of something i'll be like i remember this and then i turned and walked to my right and then i'll do that and i'll be like I, I think it's like a confirmation bias i think i'll see something completely new but my brain will be like yeah yeah this is all this is it this is what happened this is what i saw but i won't have remembered or thought about any of that until it's happening at that moment i'll have yeah. the thought of like this has happened before and then there'll be like an action that i do that i'm like i must do and then like it's immediately gone but i like tell myself that's what happened i have deja vu that like pulls me out of reality yeah. oh yeah like i feel a normal amount pretty regularly like you're describing where you see something or you walk into a situation and you there's some sort of pattern recognition mm -hmm. but i have like a much more like a much deeper existential sort of deja vu okay. which m makes me feel like the kind of feeling i imagine people have when they talk about like i know what i was in a past life in my past life i was this other person or something or like i feel because it's not a thing where i see something or i experience something in my brain is like we've seen this before what is it it's a thing where it's like I'm having my internal dialogue or whatever. I'm just going about my day and my brain is like, it feels like I've lived this before. Like I've, I know the answer to this thing I'm thinking about, but it's not from within myself. I would describe it as deja vu, but it feels like my brain is just like, we know this. I know this because of the universe or something like yeah. it, it makes me feel kind of crazy, but I, yeah, I get does. that yeah. regularly and it completely pulls me out of reality. Like if I'm with a group of friends, I might become completely silent and like just go vacant and be drawn into it. Or like if I'm streaming or something, I just completely zone out. Like I do it all the time. That's why you don't laugh at some of my jokes sometimes. Deja vu must be hitting you. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I've heard all these jokes before somewhere in random movies we've been referencing. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> we don't steal all of our content from everything. I do. According to the internet, we do. Well, we don't. I do. We don't. You think I've got a good enough memory? or Do you think I put that much effort into anything to steal stuff? It's easy. Maybe you do have a good enough memory. I can do it. I know you can do it. I can't help that they had deja vu and stole my ideas in the past. <laughs> you know, I could. What if that was a thing? What if there was some like 
spatio-temporal like looping in the universe where yeah. there really was someone like people in the past were stealing our ideas from the present because of some sort of arbitrary you know like atomic level connection some quantum connection through space time and so to everyone who's not insane they see it and they're like they didn't that is from 20 years ago you stole their idea you but like actually they're stealing your ideas yeah. what if it's us what if we steal our own ideas and we go back in time to implement them i mean i'm not talking about time travel i'm talking about uh spatio-temporal quantum connections calm down wade oh spatio-temporal quantum connections it's one of those synchronicities this isn't science fiction right 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 it's uh, yeah. time, uh, 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 quantum computing is a real thing, kind of. I think this is quite the extrapolation. It's going, it exists or is going to exist, kind of, in our lifetime, maybe. My God, I just looked up spatiotemporal and I got an article on uh, NCBI that's just spatiotemporal steering for testing non-classical correlations in quantum networks. And I'm just like, <gasps> we're going in <laughs> deep today, boys. Non-classical temporal correlations like photon anti-bunching. <laughs> I think this is, did you ever think of the video of the engineer? Like you got to turn the clamble flamble 13 degrees so it doesn't oscillate to the to the anterior rotator cuffs. No. <laughs> like it's just a video of an engineer talking absolute nonsense to sound like it's real. Oh, what's the name of that stupid Rick and Morty device where that's like the oh god the thing they use for cleaning with the the plumbus or something? Yeah, no, the plumbus. Like that's another one that's like that. Just like the plumbus has increased thirty five percent in size, which yeah. greatly <laughs> enhances the textile experience. Listen to this shit. Non classical temporal correlations like photon anti bunching play a fundamental role in quantum optics research since the Hanbury Brown and Twist experiments and the Glauber theory of quantum coherence. While there is a, you know, no clear temporal analog of quantum entanglement attempts at defining such as led a new ideas about quantum causality, CEG refs 38 to 40 and references therein. Well, the Glauber theory's synchronicity of the extrapolation of the plumbus says that it's 35% less efficient than it should be. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Quantifying the non-Markovian dynamics of open systems. You guys don't understand that stuff? Of course. <laughs> you losers. I don't know why I just baned. Uh. That's okay. You don't need to explain yourself. I see Bane everywhere. He's in my room. He's with me right now. From temporal hidden variable model to temporal hidden state model. Of course. Of course I know what that is. Of course. And here come the people in chat that are like, I know exactly what that means. That's my field of study. Which it may be, but I'll never believe it. I'll never believe that. No, nah, they're just stealing our ideas from the past. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that someone comes up with that we also come up with, they stole from us. I truly believe that because we are the main characters of this podcast and therefore the world and the universe as a whole. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, I am 100% sure that every major corporation knows exactly what I'm thinking at all times. Oh, that's a completely different aspect of things like the advent of technology and them listening to our conversations and advertising for it. Definitely doesn't help. Oh, they know. Oh, they know. Is that a synchronicity? If you talk about something like you're like, dude, remember like that drink surge? 
And then like you go online and just all of a sudden it's like surge back in stores, get surge on eBay, surge on. It's like not a synchronicity. That's just effective targeted advertising. But in a way, it kind of is like a phenomenon through technology occurring without your knowledge of it. So to you, it's a synchronicity. And like if, if the corporations had an ideal scenario, you would never know that they were listening. Like that's what they would want. And therefore, like for those who don't know, we're talking about the idea. Like I think Facebook is the biggest perpetrator of this Oops. are you okay man i'm trying to get a safe specific synchronicity <laughs> i'm sorry are you trying molly hey, i'm molly. doing targeted synchronization wade is trying to see some strange boobs right now she can look at it with me we do this together that's fair i guess power couple <laughs> when your synchronicity is is boob <laughs> I'm just hoping for some targeted synchronization. Anyway, what Mark was trying to say before (laughs) that happened is that thing where you mention something in conversation, or I had it in the last week where I thought about something Mm -hmm. and it popped up on my Instagram (laughs) thing. I literally thought about... What was it? Some piece of technology. I was thinking about my my like computer setup, and I was like, man, you know what? I I really want like one of those gas arms things for my monitor so i don't have to have it sitting on the desk so i can mount it and i can set stuff under it yeah i didn't google it i didn't talk about this with anyone i Mm. thought it because i was thinking and then the next like i open instagram like 10 minutes later and it was like look at this cool two monitor gas arm mount for your mounts through the desk or on the back of the you should get one and i was just like no yeah no. I think that is a perfect example of synchronicity. Like, it's just like, but because like, it's it's just a coincidence, of course. Like, it's absolutely just a coincidence. However, they do say that in life, like every single moment of life is a once in a lifetime occurrence, like a leaf falling in its specific way. You will never get that leaf to fall in the same way again. So all around us every single day, even if it seems ordinary to us on the minute details, everything is unique. Like everything is unique. Like, um, there can be similarities. There can be things that are indistinguishably unique, but one in a trillion events happen every second of every day. So like the kind of concept of, uh, it's also like tying into like the idea that math is all of math is just an approximation of reality. You can get some pretty accurate models of how the world works with math and you can make some pretty good predictions, but all of it will like be slightly off because our system of numbers is inherently not in tune with the universe. Like it's, it's. It's fascinating to think about just like you you can get close, you can get approximations, but you'll never be exact because when you come down to trailing numbers and infinite possibility of numbers past the decimal point, like, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So this is recorded live and a question was posed of what came first, the idea or the ad? So maybe we saw something, not necessarily an ad, but maybe we saw something that gave us this thought, but then like we saw it again or something that's like, oh, that's because of the thought, not because of whatever triggered the thought in the first place. That's interesting. Did I see boobs today? Probably. (laughs) I was going to give you a point, man. I was going to give you a point because I thought that was God, no. Take it back. (laughs) Take them all back. Well, and so you were at one and you want to go to zero, man. No, I give them back to Bob. Bob, you can have my points. I don't think Wade understands the game very well, but... I'll still win by the end.
Don't worry, you don't you don't know that, man. I'm not doing anything with the points. I've heard this talking point before, and if you asked, like, I don't know, the right person at Google or where whoever yeah. at these big companies that have all this information, what they will tell you, because people have obviously, people, when they get the opportunity, have asked, like, how do you get ads that where I've talked about it, but I've never searched for it? How do you show me something I want unless you're listening? And these companies yeah. are like, well, listen, we're not listening to your conversation, but we do get every little speck of information, right? Anything you mm -hmm. see on Facebook, Facebook knows that you saw. So like yeah. people are saying, if I'm on Facebook Marketplace, because it's like, you know, you just scroll around sometimes and look at if there's a 3070 graphics card for sale or whatever, like, and I scroll past a gas arm monitor mount and I stop on it, or even if I click on it and I forget about that later, Facebook knows that. If I'm not Googling things, but I'm scrolling on social media and I click on an organic post from someone who is a computer manufacturer, like a like a, mm -hmm. a, a computer assembly company, like Origin or something, Twitter yeah. knows I have an interest possibly in buying a computer, possibly in buying peripherals. It's hard to even fathom the extent of little individual data points that you give off over the course of every day of your life into social media and into your phone and into your computer yeah. because they have their fingers in everything. Everything that yeah. you look at is aggregated. All of the companies are selling this information or buying it from other companies who have parts of the information they don't have access to. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone came out tomorrow with this huge report and they were like, actually, Amazon's been listening to us for years. I would be like, well, that sounds right. I believe that. Somebody quit their job because of me, if that's the case. Someone already has come out with that expose about Amazon listening. Wasn't it like that they listen to the snippets, but they don't store them or they're deleted or some nonsense after some amount of time, but they do have them at some point? They do have them, yeah. There was like a depository of links that were just like, here are all your audio files that you didn't even know they were listening when yeah. they were listening to it. Like if a corporation could know everything about you, they would. Which, you know, in some aspects, for not corporations, that would be, oh, it'd be very sweet. You want to know me so well. But for a corporation to do that is like, eee, that's, that's a little sketchy. Because at what point does technology allow, like, things to breach, like, the sanctity of the mind, right? Your thoughts are private. You know, no one will ever be able to hear your thoughts right now. But at some point, technology might get to the place where you can literally hear people's thoughts. And you know how I know this is going to be possible? Because you can do it already? Because you're a wizard? No, 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 no. I can't do it. I, uh, oh. What am I thinking? <laughs> if you say boobs and dinner, you're right. Boobs and dinner. Damn it! You mind-reading son of a bitch. No, no, there, there's a, there was a set of conjoined twins who were joined at the head. And so their brains were interconnected. So their brains were literally interconnected. Nerves going across the gap. And they're two separate people. Like, they're kids. I'm almost positive this is true. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. This is a real thing that happened, or is this like a hypothetical? No, this is real. This is real. So these conjoined okay. twins were joined at the brain. Oh, conjoined twins. Okay. Yeah, so they're conjoined twins. And they can hear each other's thoughts. And case in point, one of the twins is not quite as healthy as the other one. And so they needed to get surgery or they had a seizure and they passed out. And the other twin started panicking, not just because like their conjoined twin was unconscious, but because they said, I can't hear my sister anymore. Like, and they'd already talked about like hearing like the, each other's thoughts and like they're able to actually hear a voice in their head of the other person in their mind. But they're like, when the other twin went unconscious, that one stopped thinking obviously. And so the other one started panicking because they, they couldn't hear their voice anymore in their head. And, and so just like, to me, that says not only is it possible to interpret another being's electrical signals in their brain into coherent words, 
but that if it's possible in real life with just neurons, then at some point in the future, it will be possible with technology to emulate that because it is just an analysis of like neurological signals. So somewhere in those signals, if you can discern the information, which I'm sure at some point in the future it will be possible, you can hear someone's thoughts. What is the world going to be like when that happens? You know what I mean? Horny and hungry. <laughs> okay. Not yeah. good. I know the majority of it is going to be just like horny and hungry because those are very base human instincts. But I'm opening this up. What is the world going to be like? Some people will be super secretive, right? Like someone, like the people that are already kind of conspiracy, they're going to be so locked down and trying to avoid everything. Yeah. People, technology, whatever. There's not going to be enough caves on the planet for those people to hide in. Yeah. I mean, I think part of that is... That, I mean, I totally buy into the assumption that at some point the technology will exist. I feel like there are yeah. a lot of conversations, like futurist conversations, where if you want to have the conversation like this one, you have to just accept like, yeah, okay, we don't even remotely understand what sort of technology would exist that could accomplish that. But theoretically, it will exist. But like, by the time we get to there, I feel like humanity, I hope, if we're still going and we haven't wiped ourselves out yet, yeah. will be in such a different place in terms of like self-realization as individuals and actualization as like a race, as like a spacefaring race. Because where humans are right now, we're essentially like grubby little wild animals. Like we don't, we don't function very well in terms of higher levels of consideration. Even people who are really good people in the world and society, at some level, they're still very like basely selfish, right? Yeah. Humans are all about preserving the self, preserving the family unit, preserving the tribal unit. Like there's all this very self-centered and group-centered stuff. I feel like at the point in time when that technology exists, where you could access the actual pure thoughts of someone, uh -huh. humanity would be in such a different place in terms of how how we exist, how we view the world, how people view their individuality. Uh -huh. And so maybe that's a, a bold assumption about how long that's going to take or how humanity might progress. Humanity might never reach that. But I just feel like if you're as a species not at the place where you're comfortable with, you know, sort of letting go of the self for the greater good of the species as a whole yeah. in the grand scheme of the universe, people are not going to deal with that well because people have very, very disturbing thoughts. Yeah. Like at any given moment, a totally normal, sane person who's not like a serial killer or, you know, some is going to act on any of these will have all of these thoughts. Someone will say something rude to them or will cut them off and they'll be like, I'll fucking kill you. And then their yeah. brain is like, oh, that's a bit much. But like yeah, the yeah. thoughts are all in there, right? A raw stream of consciousness is a lot of reactive stuff, a lot of really yeah. volatile stuff. Mm -hmm. A human right now, if you could do that, a human perceiving another person's raw stream of consciousness would not handle it very well because it would create this very fucked up image of what humanity is. Yeah. And it would change that person's perception of the other person in such a crazy way because I feel like I'm self-aware enough to know like I deny a lot of my inner thoughts. I deny a lot of what I really think and feel about the world because I hear it, you know, in my head or whatever, and I react to it and I'm like, whoa, 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 who knew? No, 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 we don't think that. Yeah. But like there, you know, I just feel like we're not at a place right now where humanity would survive that yeah. because 
the good people of humanity would probably have some very disturbing thoughts. The bad people of humanity would think shit that would make people's heads explode and make people lose faith in existence, or I don't even know what. Not necessarily. It might just be that we I don't all think, think we'd handle that very well. We probably all think very similar things. The difference is probably self-control and acting on those things or not. To some extent, I imagine we all have similar like base thoughts and just some of us are like, whoa, no, no, no brain. And some people are just like, oh, all right, no, so I'll steal the jewelry. And why not? Uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good point. It, it, it might take a generation, but it also might be a unifying experience for humanity to realize that we're not quite islands inside our own heads. And like to go back to the twins, like that's all they know is like the ability to live that existence. So it becomes normal. And so like there is a big thing about like what is default becomes what's quote unquote normal for society or humanity. And like, because I, I, I do think Wade's right. is like a lot of us do have these kind of fucked up thoughts all the time. And it's just like, of course we would never act on them. They're, they're, they're most of the time just intrusive thoughts. They, they come up at random. I think it might be a shock at first but the fact that everyone does it kind of could be an eye-opening experience and like be like oh shit just because we all think thoughts doesn't mean we're all fucked up like it's just to be human right i guess i think about it very in a very dystopian way but where we are right now the way anyway i perceive our like society and our our general humanity mm -hmm. i don't think it would react positively to that oh definitely i think it would yeah. confirm everyone's worst fears yeah. i think it would drive people away from the idea that humanity is redeemable in any way yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and just confirm for everyone like oh we're all terrible we're all fucking terrible so fuck this and everyone would just to some extent you know i think it would i think it could go that way anyway it would break in the negative as opposed to unite people like you're saying i, I think some people would would implode some people would not and it's kind of just like it's like i don't know if the the technology is going to be something where you can't escape it or it's like a choice to do or something like that but like it, it is one of those things where like if it was just the way things were and say it was forced on everyone that you you had to open your brain up to everyone's thoughts you would get a lot of fighting against that and i would not be for that because it kind of destroys the idea of like you are yourself and like your own autonomy and stuff like that and it's like it, it is invasive we are I, ourselves i'm a big advocate of like privacy and like individuality and like you are your own person and you are the determinator of your own destiny and whatnot but also at the same time like if in a hypothetical situation where this technology normally exists but everyone instantaneously had access to it and you could you didn't have a choice i feel like there would be an upheaval but also people would adapt like, it would just be like, okay, I guess this just what is what it is. I don't really have a choice. I'm sure there'd be like people who come up with some kind of mind blocker technology, but I think the possibility of becoming a hive mind is intriguing and terrifying. Oh, that's terrifying. What if, yeah. But also, like, you take mind. the, like, all of a sudden good people are seeing all these bad thoughts. Conversely, though, people that think that they're monsters for having bad thoughts would mm -hmm. see that everyone has those bad thoughts and they might be more redeemable because of that. They'll be like, oh, well, if everyone thinks that way and they just don't act on it, maybe I can be a better person. If, the, if what it means to be good is your actions and not your thoughts, like, you know, it might be eye-opening on both sides. There might be some good people that are like, oh my God, I'm a monster. I can't believe. Yeah. Or these people are monsters. Everyone's a monster. But there could also be the opposite effect where everyone sees like, oh, you also want to punch me in the dick. Like, I want to punch you in the dick. But if we, as long as we don't do it, we're okay. Yeah. I've mind. Imagine becoming, a, like having an individual personality, but becoming part of the hive, like the Borg, I guess, and like Star Trek or something, something like that. You could never lie. You could never lie. Lies would be effectively eliminated. Yeah. What would the world be like if you couldn't lie? Which is also a movie, I think, <laughs> the, the invention of lying. So none of our ideas are original at all. <laughs> Everything is just all the same. No, this is original. Yeah. They took it from us. It's the hive mind. True.
They take it from us later, then they go back and implement it. Or they're us in a previous life, and they know what we're thinking ahead of time. Grandma's got the scoops. Oh no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. God, the scoops. We, we never got that that actually trending. No one ever picked up on that lingo there. So, like, uh, I think we weren't doing our job correctly. The scoops. Damn, Grandma's got the scoop. <laughs> All right, I'm curious. We we can do this because this is recorded live. I want a poll of how many people want to join the hive mind, how many people want to resist. Ooh, that is an interesting thing. I'll start a poll going. Let's let's get let's get a poll. How many of you would try to block it? And how many of you would be curious enough to like get a taste of the hive mind? But that means your thoughts will also be accessible. All right, so I'm gonna start this poll. Would you join the hive mind? I've just made a simple yes or no. There's no qualification for this that I want to break it down further. It's just like, you understand what the hive mind is. You open up your brain to everyone else. You get a device that opens your brain up, and everyone who also picked yes, they are part of it, and you are part of that. If you say no, you did not accept the invitation to the hive mind. Everyone better participate in this poll. All right, I also have a poll. Uh -huh. I know how to do things. Yeah. Answer my poll. I'm going to wait and say what I think I would do until after I see what everyone else does. I don't want to influence. Now, the other question would be, would like, would one person in the hive mind start to become like the dominant voice in there? Would it all like be a collective? Like, would you lose your sense of self in this like cloud? I think the game Discover Our Bodies kind of was like in this like idea, but very, very, very small portion of it. But just like, would one voice or would they all kind of like collectively form? one voice that was not any individual, but was like an echo of everything in there. Oh, no. Like, would they all start to act the same? Would they all start to be the same, you know? Like, would it weirdly be better for society? I think it's hard for us as we exist to perceive it, but I have to imagine it would be more like you completely lose yourself. Yeah. I would guess so, yeah. You understand that it is a collective, yeah. but you couldn't possibly maintain a sense of self if you really were in like a hive mind situation. Yeah, because you have so many voices screaming at you to do something. Does your own voice get drowned out in the cacophony? Well, we, we would kind of feel like it was just you still, I think maybe. Because you would talk as a collective, yeah. but you would experience all thoughts in the hive mind yeah. as your own. But like, none of, you know, they're all your own and none of them are your own. Yeah. But it feels like you are one being and it would probably, if you went from being an individual to a hive mind, you probably would maintain the feeling of, it feels like I'm just having all these thoughts now. Yeah. The question people are asking, like, is it proximity chat based? As like, no, I don't think so. It's maybe if you are near someone else, like you can hear their voice more clearly. So I guess proximity chat, but there's always like the background chatter of everyone else. It's Fallout 76 proximity chat. It's always on. You have no choice. And there's a bunch of kids screaming at you. <laughs> no push to talk. You're just always lying. It's a screaming yeah. room on my Discord. Everyone just like yelling as loud as they can all the time. That would be pretty much. So what happens like for our instincts, right? Like your instinct for self-preservation or like to preserve our species, right? People want to like have kids. So yeah. we have like our own taste and things like we, we see a person. We determine whether or not we think they're attractive or not based on our. So if you have like 10 people, a million people. Is it like everyone becomes desirable or does it morph into like one mold that kind of takes like, is it like a, like building up an ideal person out of these poles? Like, right. You have all these different voices saying like brunette, redhead, blonde, bald. And like just the majority slowly morphs like, oh, okay. This is the image that comes to mind of the ideal partner for the, or is it still a collective? Is it just a giant orgy where everyone just jumps into a pile? I don't know. I mean, I have to imagine that's why hive mind characters are always so benevolent. You could never have 
a dominant like thought. Yeah. Yeah. The thinking becomes utilitarian, right? Yeah. The thinking becomes survival of the hive mind, what's best for the hive mind. Yeah. yeah. All of the individual concerns of attractiveness of a, a mate, like your example, or like what are we gonna eat or any it's optimal for the collective. You you just have one guy like, I'm having sex and everyone's like, Way to go, Greg. Good job. And we're like, We know, we're there. <laughs> yeah, we're all having sex, right? I now. wonder if that character exists. Anyone's ever written like a hive mind character where there were just some outliers in the hive mind that like everyone kind of hated, but it's the same character, but they're just randomly like, oh, she's so hot. And then, and then the hive mind voice is like, we're sorry. That's Greg. Greg's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And what would happen if someone lost that connection? Like if you were in there and like you had given so much of yourself to like the collective and then suddenly your connection got severed to it, like what would you even do? Would you like suddenly become like so afraid because you don't hear anyone? It would be like losing a good percentage of your brain. Just all of a sudden so much knowledge, understanding, capacity for thought would be gone. All of the things you see, like if you could see, smell, hear what everyone else is doing, yeah. it'd be like having a good portion of you cut off. Yeah. You would talk about deja vu. You'd have deja vu all the time because I was like, I'm at this restaurant and 20 people in your head are like, I've been there before. Wow. Yeah. I love that place. <laughs> wow. 79% of people would rather not be part of the collective. That's kind of what I'm getting. I'm at 70. 70? Oh, you have more eager people. A third. <laughs> you got you guys are eager. That says something about those Facebook people wanting to be part of the collective. They practically are already. Wow. Makes sense. All right, I'm going to bring this together. We all had some really great points. I'm assigning some final tallies here. We made some great tangents away from the, the base thing of synchronicity, but I think we got to a really interesting place and a good discussion. Wade, I hate to say this, but if you had not asked me to remove so many points from you, you would be winning right now because you have three points. Wow, unbelievable. I still got this. No, you don't because it's over. Take those away too and score this golf away. No, it's not golf. Can be. I do this my way. Anyway, Wade, you have three. We do this our way. Oh my God, this is not a collective. This is me and you and Bob. This is a distractible collective. This is <sighs> our podcast. Yes. Well, everyone listening is part of the collective because they all follow us on whatever podcast platform that they're listening to. They all support us on the subreddit. And hey, when our merch comes out, they're going to buy our merch and welcome everyone else into the distractible collective. <laughs> and they're going to tell us live right now who wins. Uh, tell it's, us. It's Bob. Bob won. Tell us, live Bob. audience. Bob won. Bob won. Tell us how I won. Bob won. Bob, collectively. Wade really thinks he's the host of this episode. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. I don't think he gets it, Mark. Yeah, he doesn't seem to get it. He does not seem to get it. Uh, all of, We get it. All of my chat is saying that Bob won. Oh, okay. And legitimately, Wade, <laughs> you made me take away two points from you. You have three. Bob has four points. Take away the rest, one at a time. I'm not going to peel do them away. No, it's over. Slowly peel there, them off. There is nothing left to peel. They're set in stone, and it will be forever put into the distractible archives on the wiki. Good. We, we will know that you did not win this one at your own fault. Peel me like you mean it. I'm not going to peel you. No one is going to peel you. Peel me. Feels good to win. Yeah, Bob. Congratulations. Would you like to say anything to commemorate your win? I'd really like to thank Quantum Mechanics Ooh. and uh, mm -hmm. Spatiotemporal time loops and uh whoever thought of this idea 50 years in the future that i stole it from yeah i appreciate you we did good i feel like a winner collectively we all won today uh collectively no. we think you're a loser so um i think you're overruled collectively we are collectively i won and you lost collectively yeah collectively bob won 
Hell yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to Distractable. You can find us on our various social medias, but more importantly, it's uh, the, the more important thing is to follow us right here wherever you're listening to. If you're on this platform that you're currently listening to this on, then make sure you hit whatever button makes sure that you know whenever a new episode gets released, which is every Monday at about midnight. So thank you. Nothing else to say, nothing else to do. Just uh, if you want to join the hive mind in 50 years, let us know. And then you'll make up your mind. Podcast out! That's not, that's not, I say that. Oh. Podcast out.